welcome. This is a web conference hosted by Madrigal Pharmaceuticals in partnership with the Fatty Liver Foundation. We'll be talking about the patient journey and uh, for individuals with NASH and get some perspective from a NASH clinical expert. Uh, thank you for joining us. My name is Wayne Eskridge. I'm a patient advocate and founder of the Fatty Liver Foundation. I'm joined by Dr. Scott Friedman. Dr. Friedman, could you introduce yourself? Hi, delighted to be with you, Wayne, and uh, delighted to share some ideas and learn more about your patient journey. Uh, just in terms of my formal title, I'm the Chief of the Division of Liver Diseases at the Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai. I also have a role as the Dean for Therapeutic Discovery, and I've been conducting NIH-sponsored research to try to understand liver fibrosis now for almost 40 years. Wayne, I can uh, start it off. You have a, a remarkable patient journey, and I think uh, for listeners to learn more about it, that may resonate with them as well. It really wasn't easy, and it wasn't straightforward. So tell us a little bit about how you came to be diagnosed with NASH and uh, what happened next. Uh, well, not easy is uh, unfortunately so common with NASH. I was... Uh, a sort of a typical patient, but I had some atypical uh, experiences. I was an incidental diagnosis in 2010 as a result of, uh, of a uh, gallbladder surgery. <clears throat> the surgery or the surgeon came out and told my wife that I had cirrhosis and uh, that I probably didn't have long to live. Um, so that was a real shock because we had no idea that we were facing something like that. Um, so we went through that. <clears throat> the, uh, while he was in there, he took a biopsy. So I started to work with a gastroenterologist. And after a couple of months, uh, he told me that I didn't have any liver problem at all. The pathology report came back and said there was really nothing uh, very significant about my liver, um, did not diagnose me as being cirrhotic, and uh, none of my other blood tests showed anything. So after three months, uh, I was sent on my way. <clears throat> but <laughs> the surgeon had taken this picture, and it was really ugly, and my liver looked bad. You know, it was all lumpy and and ugly. Uh, so for four years, I uh, carried that picture around and talked to every doctor and had tests and did ultrasounds. And uh, this is through my PCPs. Uh, all every time I had no uh, no indication of anything. All my blood work was fine. I eventually got to a uh, gastro doc where I was doing a colonostomy and I talked with him about it. So he did some blood work and my iron was a bit high. So he sends me to a hematologist. Um, he does a bunch of blood work and uh, has an MRI done. He diagnoses me as having hemochromatosis. Uh, so we <laughs> seven liters uh, later, it was really obvious that uh, I did not have hemochromatosis because my iron just crashed. I was uh, almost iron-free there at the end. And, and through this time, I had been searching for information and reading about things. And 
And actually, uh, you may recall that uh, I had inquired of you at uh, Mount Sinai. I was looking at one of your clinical trials and asked some questions, and you uh, kindly explained the trial to me. And, and when I was at the point of insisting that I get referred to somewhere, I asked you uh, where I might, might go. And you were kind enough to um, recommend that I check out Intermountain, where a friend of yours had just transferred from Mayo, and that was Dr. Charlton. And, um, you know, that, this was because, like so many people in America, I live uh, 300 miles from the nearest hepatologist. So it's hard for us here to get any. Uh, uh, services. <clears throat> but based on your uh, recommendation, I connected with Charlton and he, <laughs> in no time at all, um, diagnosed me as, uh, as having NASH cirrhosis. And at that time, I was uh, stage four. Uh, my fiber scan was a 21.5. So that diagnostic journey, while a little bit um, different than a lot of people, is not uncommon because people frequently go through years uh, before they actually get to a place where they can be diagnosed. Wow, that's quite a saga. Maybe I can clarify a couple of the comments you made for the listeners. So you said uh, hemochromatosis and seven liters later. So hemochromatosis is a genetic disorder of iron uh, overload and the mainstay of treatment is phlebotomy or actually taking blood out. And so uh, that's uh, what I assume you're referring to is taking those seven liters out. And patients with hemochromatosis don't become anemic when that happens. But if the diagnosis is incorrect, uh, you take that kind of blood out of an otherwise healthy person and their iron count and their blood counts are going to go down. And that sounds like what's happened to you. Uh, the other point is you discussed the fiber scan, and that's uh, a mainstay of early assessment of patients with liver disease that includes NASH, and it's a way of measuring the stiffness of the liver, uh, and it's a device that's uh, readily available at the bedside. It's one of several devices that can measure liver stiffness through a technology known as transient elastography. But I want to really get to the, the critical point, which is that you really uh, had to persist and see clarity uh, for a disease and a diagnosis that most patients don't know they have. And frankly, most providers don't know about either. So maybe I'll digress for a minute and uh, just explain for our listeners some of the, the background principles here about fatty liver and uh, particularly NASH. So. As most of us know, there's been a steady and precipitous increase in the average weight of Americans and, in fact, of individuals all around the world. And at some point, and based on individual variability, many patients will not only develop obesity, but a, a series of problems known collectively as the metabolic syndrome, most prominent of which is diabetes, but it can also include high blood lipids, um, uh, high blood pressure, uh, other abnormalities, all of which raises the risk of liver disease and not uh, insignificantly raises the risk of cardiovascular disease as well. Patients who are developing this syndrome, typically in the setting of obesity, don't have any symptoms that tell them anything's going wrong in their liver. 
And the most common way individuals find out they have fatty liver disease uh, is not actually through having surgery as you did, Wayne. It's that their liver tests, when they see their uh, healthcare providers, are somewhat abnormal and typically not that high that anyone gets particularly worried about it. And so that often leads individuals on a journey, but it takes that important first recognition uh, that uh, the patient may be at risk for fatty liver disease based on the fact that they have other features like diabetes and hypertension. Uh, and it takes a patient uh, who's uh, open-minded and willing to pursue a diagnosis. Now you have a scientific background, Wayne, and so uh, you were really determined to get to the truth. And I think you obviously saved your life in terms of bringing uh, the information to the right expert, which is a hepatologist or a liver specialist, uh, and then following his recommendations. Uh, and that in turn led you to create the Fatty Liver Foundation, which I think is an, a tremendous contribution to the field and more importantly to patients. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about the Fatty Liver Foundation, uh, how you came to do this and what its mission is. Well, uh, Scott, I'd, I'd love to, and, and uh, thanks for that explanation. Uh, uh, if, if I had uh, known those things early on, it would have helped me immensely. And that's part of the motivation for the Fatty Liver Foundation, because as I went through my journey af after diagnosis over the next year and a half as a result of the counsel that I got from uh, Dr. Charlton, I lost 30% of my weight and my, uh, my fiber scan uh, results went down to a 9.6, which they are today. And <clears throat> that is a high stage two or low stage three um, kind of value, which is vastly uh, safer for me um, than where I was uh, at diagnosis. So what I did was effectively eliminate the fat and the inflammation and the, the damage that was being done. And so my liver is uh, badly scarred, but it's stable. And uh, I wanted to pass on that information to others. I had learned that the uh, common experience for people with liver disease is that they don't do well. Uh, they don't make progress like we did. And they struggle to, uh, to manage their weight loss and their exercise. And there's so much bad information out there on the internet and, and so little uh, good advice available to people that um, my wife and I decided that that we should share what we knew and what we'd experienced. And so we founded the Fatty Liver Foundation for that purpose. 